Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda's in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. And this is day 14 of season 95. Our first question asks, what city uh, features both the Thames River and the campus of the University of Western Ontario? So for me, the Thames was the main clue here because I don't know anything about Western University or the University of Western Ontario or really what's in Ontario other than I think <laughs> maybe Ottawa is. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ontario. Is Ontario a city in Ontario? I don't think so. Okay. Is Windsor in Ontario? Yes. There we go. So I know two more things than I thought I knew about Ontario. <laughs> um, but I figured the Thames, okay, so this is probably like uh, something British. Something mm. that sounds kind of British. And my, my first thought was New London. Oh. And I thought, that sounds vaguely familiar. But then I thought, wait. And I went through my mental list of professional wrestlers who are from Canada and how they were always announced. <laughs> yes, I.e. Yeah. Brett the Hitman Hart hailing from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Ah. So I thought, something Ontario, Canada. I thought, New London, Ontario, Canada. Now, London, Ontario, Canada. Yes. That sounds familiar. I believe there is a London in Ontario. Does it make sense that the Thames River would be there? Yes. Would there be a, a university? No idea. But uh, that that I figured that was enough of the clue. The the reason that you give the river and uh, and the question isn't just what city is the University of Western Ontario in. So I went with London. So this is a bit of a landmark question for me, let's say. Um, And I need to describe to you all my process here because I did the usual thing that I tend to do is look at the questions first thing in the morning, shortly after I wake up and, you know, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm still a little bit groggy, perhaps I might be in sort of an impressionable state and my brain can start working on this in the background. And so I read through all the questions and thought about the different answers I might consider for each of them. And for this one, you know, I thought, well, this is clearly something that sounds really British or that has a lot of British background. And I thought, well, there's Stratford, you know, that's that place where they do the Shakespeare plays. And it makes sense that it made sense in my early morning mind. Sure, that could be, um, you know, uh, the the possible answer. Um, I, I think I did know that there's a London, Ontario as well, but it hadn't I hadn't worked my way through my thinking on the question about that. And so Stratford was kind of my tentative answer as I went about my day and, uh, you know, got my, uh, got our, our daughter her breakfast and I picked up, uh, a recent, a relatively recent, probably a couple weeks old issue of the New Yorker that I was catching up on. I had read much of it yesterday and I was coming up to an article about Sarah Polly, who uh, is the former child actress, and now she is a film director um, who who's made several critically acclaimed films. She has a new movie coming out, and it mentions in the article in passing that her spouse happens to be a professor at Western University in London, Ontario. Oh. So the lesson here is keep up on your New Yorker reading, everybody. Don't get behind. <laughs> Read it all right when you get it, I guess. Uh, so you can use it in trivia. Um, and so this question was spoiled for me. And it's it's really 
the the first time I can recall, I I might have happened before, but it's the thing that I remember. Um, you know, the first spoiled question, so you know, completely blatantly like this, like it's the exact topic, and then read it, you know, half an hour later, in some other darn thing that I had would have assumed was unrelated. Um, uh, it's a really good article, by the way. Uh, Sarah Polly is an interesting person, and her new movie sounds really um, compelling, and uh, and it's the kind of thing where like. I had put it down at the end of the night last night because the movie, um, just, you know, uh, for people's awareness is about sexual assault among other things. And so I thought, I'm not going to read this right before bed. I'm going to put it down and then I can pick it up tomorrow. And, you know, when it won't be kind of haunting my dreams potentially. Um, and, uh, so I have apparently paid a, a very tiny, tiny price for, putting that off. Um, but I did put down Stratford because I, I didn't feel that it was ethical to make use of that information that I'd acquired after reading the question. Um, so despite knowing the correct answer, I did what I had to do. Did you at least come up with something funny? No, I just put Stratford. Yeah, fair. But it was London. Of course it was. <laughs> Darn it anyway. Sarah Polly, incidentally, is not, or her husband is not the professional wrestler that I was thinking of. <laughs> no. He's from London, Ontario, Canada. That is true. Question two asks us for the name of a TikToker who performs extremely straightforward tasks. Right. So uh, I did not know anything about this. Um, that TikTok is one of those things that is, you know, being a general slow adopter of, of new social media or apps or whatever i have not gotten big into it partly because mostly what i want to do in the internet is read and not click through on videos and you know sit there having them play while other people are listening and just like it's it's just not my thing um so i had no idea about this i ended up just going with stock photo guy because I thought I didn't, you know, if it's someone's name, I'm like, I don't, I, I have no way of knowing what to guess. Um, and so I thought maybe there, it was more like his handle, I mm -hmm. guess, on the app. And I, yeah. I thought, you know, that, that sounded like all of these things sound like basically a description of a stock photo that, mm -hmm. you know, you would find and, and mock for being so staged and, right. and that kind of thing. And they, you know, very straightforward tasks as it, as mm -hmm. it says. So that was just kind of my shot in the dark guess to be able to put something down. Mm -hmm. So I, I've seen this gentleman's TikToks. Mm. Uh, he is uh, a guy who looks in his 20s of, uh, of African descent. Mm. Uh, I later found out he was, in fact, Senegalese Italian. Oh. Um, and and I've, just, I've seen him, and what he does is basically, like, not quite debunking, but, like, when someone does something that seems odd or uh vaguely interesting but is really just a very mundane thing he'll just do that thing and kind of mock it that way okay like you know yeah you know you somebody got a bunch of hits peeling or you know peeling a banana a strange way and he'll ah. just like hold up the banana and peel it the regular way while looking into the camera just you know <laughs> without okay. saying a word just I being the very like really kind of th thing 
Um, but I, I, despite having seen several of his TikToks, I didn't absorb his name. Mm. I generally don't. I don't follow him on TikTok. He just comes up every now and then in the rotation. Uh, so I thought, well, uh, if it, uh, Thorson refers to extremely straightforward tasks. So I thought maybe he's avoiding the name simple as in simple Simon, oh. uh, which kind of would also tie into Simon says. So I figured maybe that's what this guy's appellation is, his chosen TikTok name. Ah. So I went with Simon. The correct answer was Kabi Lame, Lame? I believe probably Lame, but Lame. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it, we're, we're shooting in the dark here, yep. everybody. So yep. um, moving on to question three, um, which gives us three of the, of the big four motorcycle manufacturers in Japan and asks us to name the other one. So I, I tried going through like the uh, the other auto makers in Japan mm-hmm. and figuring out whether it was one of those because Honda is one of them. Uh-huh. Kawasaki Suzuki is has made a vehicle, made large car type vehicles before. So uh, I just kept trying to think, going through and think Toyota now, uh, and then Subaru no, just various ones I went through and finally I lit on Mitsubishi and I thought does Mitsubishi yeah. make motorcycles and like Mitsubishi motorcycles yeah that sounds right Mitsubishi motorcycle okay all right yeah we'll go with that we'll say Mitsubishi yeah I, I think I had a similar thought process um, just trying to come up with other possible options and Mitsubishi popped to mind pretty quickly um, you know, I, I kind of had to shoo away Harley Davidson or, or something like that mm-hmm. as far as knowing that that was not Japanese mm-hmm. and, you know, just when I get a question like this, various totally wrong ideas that sort of fit the category tend to spring to mind. You have to kind of, kind of work past those, um, oftentimes. And so in my initial read of the questions, I had thought of Mitsubishi, um, and thought, sure, that sounds pretty plausible, but it didn't really, you know, uh, ring absolutely correct. And so uh, just kind of a little later, this is where my strategy of, you know, reading the questions and letting them percolate in the background as I do other things actually worked quite well. Um, And Yamaha popped into my head. Mm. Um, I thought, oh, yeah, they definitely make motorcycles. And, and on a pretty large scale, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, not so much, uh, motor vehicles, but lot, you know, other complicated things like musical instruments, um, mm-hmm. things that require a lot of engineering, um, you know, perhaps in different ways. Um, but once I thought of that, that one, that one was the one that really clicked in yep. place. Yep. Um, cause I, I thought, oh yeah, that's, I, I've heard of that scene, Yamaha motorcycles, you know, if Mitsubishi does in fact make them, Yamaha's way more common mm-hmm. um, in my experience. And so that's what I went ahead and put down. And that was correct. Yay. Well done. At least I got that going for me. <laughs> Question four asks us what real life historical event uh, was fictionalized in a 1996 Spike Lee movie, Get on the Bus? Yeah, so this one, my very initial thought was um, the March to Selma, um, mm. partly because 1996 sounded a little too early almost for the answer I eventually came up with, which was the Million Man March. 
Um, and I had to kind of think through, like, do I, did I think that that march took place, um, you know, early enough in history, basically. Like, I, I couldn't really picture where to place it. Um, and I think it was not that long before this, um, uh, this movie came out. Like, it, it was a few years time instead of a few decades time. Um, but I, you know, I was pretty sure that with a title like Get on the Bus, like there are all these different huge bus caravans that were arranged for the, this, uh, march in Washington, D.C. Um, and I kind of remember, you know, some of the stories about that and it, it just kind of all gelled together. Like, with less of an audible click than the Yamaha question did. But once I hit on, oh, right, this was the Million Man March, and um, then I was just, I, I got more and more sure of that the more that I thought of it. So that's what I put down. Uh, yeah, I, I remember this movie. Um, I don't know that I ever saw it. I don't believe I ever did, but I remember it coming out and it being like right on the heels of the million man march like within a okay. year or so okay. um it, it was very much not like a distant period piece it was like hey remember this thing that just happened yeah i just made a movie about it yeah uh, so <laughs> yeah uh, i i remembered this and immediately said it was the million man march all right and that was the correct answer question five asks us to name a town in eastern south africa gives us bits of its history, including who it was named after, or rather the descri a description of who it was named after, and then notes that the name was used by a popular South African singing group as well. And that is what got it for me, uh, was uh, thinking of a South African singing group, uh, and I immediately flashed to the uh, African-inflected albums of Paul Simon, Mm -hmm. uh, from the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, one of the groups that he worked extensively with was Lady Smith Black Mombazo. Mm -hmm. So I figured, oh, well, this must be Lady Smith. Mm -hmm. And the town must be Lady Smith, one word. Yep. I had the basically exact same thought process. Um, it, there's, you know, kind of certainly been a little bit of controversy about white artists working with groups like Ladysmith Black Mambazo, um, you know, are they kind of um, exploiting or utilizing these groups' talents and abilities and profiting from them, mm -hmm. you know, more so than the groups do themselves? Um, and at the same time, you know, the countervailing argument of are they ever going to get this kind of exposure for their work, um, you know without having the resources to reach that audience in the same way. Um, but in any case, that's, you know, certainly an aside to the question, which I had the same thought process as, as you, that I figured this must be Ladysmith Black Mambazo and figured, okay, Ladysmith sounds like an appropriate name for a noble woman wife of a British governor. Um, and so I also put down Ladysmith all as one word. And that was correct. This is really even a today I learned question. Like I didn't know this backstory. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no of idea of their name, which certainly is an unusual and sort of sticky name. Like mm -hmm. we've talked about, it's yep. um, you know, having seen them perform with Paul Simon on 
you know, Saturday Night Live mm, at the yep, time that yep. that album was just hugely popular. Uh, Graceland was just gigantic and critically acclaimed. And, um, you know, that's that's a pretty iconic memory uh, of my high school years that we lived in a weird time for pop music in high school because yep. between classic rock stations being like kind of the main one of the mainstream formats that even people our age were listening to and you know things like this it was kind of the heyday i feel like of where rock critics mostly white mostly male were sort of dictating some of what got actual airplay mm -hmm. um and you know for good or ill um somehow everybody got exposed to this particular album it was you know huge seller it was it had several popular videos it was all over the place um so definitely i'm thinking a bit more of a generational thing although i think it's remained popular too mm -hmm. anywho Question six asks for a German compound word for a recurring musical theme or phrase associated with an object, person, or emotion. Right, and gives us the example of uh, the Imperial March as it relates to Darth Vader's presence in Star Wars. Um, and so this was one that I read through and I'm like, I know I know this one, so I'm going to, you know, think it through a little bit. This one I, I thought a little more consciously because... Um, it was kind of a tip of the tongue type thing. Um, and I thought it's something about a motif. Um, like that part came to mind right away. And I had to, again, shoo away other compound German words for things. Like it's not a Romana Clef. It's not a, that's not German. Um, it's not a Bildungsroman. It's not, you know, these various different uh, things that have entered our lexicon. Uh, and, and kind of getting those circuits thinking in, in my brain. Um, finally, uh, brought late motif to mind or light motif, I guess, if I'm pronouncing mm -hmm. it right. Um, that's one of those words that I read a lot before I ever heard it <laughs> pronounced. And also it took me a long time to sort out like, uh, the E, I and I, E sounds for German mm -hmm. words. Um, I think I had to read the Baroque cycle by Neil Stevenson and realize that, Leibniz was pronounced that way and not Leibniz. Mm -hmm. I would have assumed that that was the case, but the E-I, I remember, is the long I sound. So, leitmotif, leitmotif, leitmotif is what I put down. Uh, German uh, dual vowels are done backwards from English. Ah. The second one is the one that's pronounced. Okay. So, uh, See, I had the same thing, except it was absolutely maddening me that I could not think of this. Oh, I hate that. Bildungsroman was the <laughs> the main one. Uh, I've forgotten what the other one that I couldn't get out of my head was. Daughter Dameron? No, oh. no, it was something else that was artistic. But anyway, uh, and I just, this just bounced around in my head for a while. And then I think I was dropping off... Uh, one of the kids at school, and it just sort of bounced into my head as I was uh, thinking of letters, just kind of not not f completely doing the alphabet trick of just <laughs> starts with a, no, 
um, but just kind of eld came into my light light oh the motif light motif yes that's it light motif okay mm-hmm. and just had to keep saying it to myself so I didn't forget it and right. lose it again before <laughs> I could uh, jot it down on the drive back from school mm. but, but finally yes light motif was locked in for me right and that was the correct answer so I. I, I got four on the day, and I'm definitely regretting that spoiled one, um, yeah. if only because I think I would have come around, or at least had a good mm. chance of coming around to get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no no chance did I have yeah, well. to do so. Never would have got the TikTok, so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I might have eventually come around to, to Yamaha, but I, if I had gone through the alphabet trick before... Coming to Mitsubishi, I might have eventually hit the Y's. <laughs> Yoka, Yamaha, yeah, Yamaha, okay, that makes sense. Sure. But I didn't, so I had four as well. Yep, one of those days, not not too great, not too terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, did get to, you know, chat with a friend of ours who uh, we play trivia with, and uh, I'm up against him in the private rundle today. Uh. And so, uh, as is becoming tradition, he sent me the, um, you know, the, the YouTube clip, uh, of the theme from the good, the bad, the ugly, um, <laughs> to, to signify that we were, uh, uh, dueling or, um, going to have a shootout there. So, mm. um, so we talked it over. It turns out that we tied oh, as dang. it works out. So at least I got that going for me. Which is nice, uh, better than I perhaps could expect. But of course, if I had got that one, then I would have won. So, yeah. but you know, you only do what you can do. Yep. So, I guess that's it for today. Yep. Tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>